It's the Score North Twin Show. I just asked him, and he wanted it. And as soon as he said that, the decision was was made. It was uh, that that one. Um, they're all a little different when you walk out there to the mound. Uh, that one really just came down to if Sonny wanted it, felt he could do it, it was his. And he it was more. He, his response was more than just I can do it. It was I, I you know I'll, it's mine. I got it. And uh, he did. Dude, oh my God. Let's go. You told him to get the F off the mound, I think. Yeah, do we do we have like lip reading on? Because we were, I was actually at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on U of M campus for the, the Harvard Radio Fantasy Football Draft. So we didn't have, and there was no captions on the TV. So we're all just kind of watching. Like, oh, man. This is the time, clearly, where you would, or third time through the order. Right. His pitch counts at like 94. Scuffling. This is like very clearly the time, and they probably decided already at 2 o'clock in the afternoon he's kind of scuffling. This is the time where he comes out of the game, and then after the game is over, win or lose, he's kind of pissed off about it and, you know, whatever, because that's Sonny Gray. But they left him in, and he, he gets a strikeout, gets a, we'll call it a can of corn to the warning track for the third out. It worked out. Right, it worked out. It, it worked out. So, <laughs> so I tweeted about it too because I remember there was a one time Maeda um, about a month ago or so was pitching, and the same thing occurred. You know, because when Rocco comes out, you just expect that the starter is it's Captain Captain Hook. He's gone, and I remembered that there was a Maeda situation in which I think Kenta got the last out as well of the inning we're talking about in particular. And someone tweeted back, "It's happened twice with Pablo Lopez this season." It's happened with Gray, and it's it's like five, it's like four or five times that Rocco has gone to the mound and not pulled a pitcher. So interesting. I did wonder, you know, in the back of my mind, in the back of my conspiracy laden head, I did wonder <laughs> if that was also sort of um, an olive branch for you know, if you stay here, you know, it, if we sign you, I will allow you to pitch sometimes. The, uh, Wait, you think you think Rocco was walking out with like off off season free agency in his mind as he's like well, to the mind? Well, I think no. I think Rocco's might have been talked to again. I don't think Rocco. I don't think this is like. I think very little of this is Rocco solo. That was last night. So Go ahead, Dex. I was going to say I I was I was pulling my sports dad move. I had problems with my stream watching the game and I've been watching the Guardians broadcast all all series for the most part well during that part I was having trouble so I turned on my old fancy uh, radio and listened to Provis and Provis said nice. that I think it's only like Sonny had a long string of starts but it's very rare that he got he has gotten pulled a lot and then when the Cleveland broadcast did pick back up on my TV screen uh, they mentioned yeah I think we'll see Sonny Gray pitching somewhere else next year now, granted, the Cleveland broadcast is one of the most interesting TV broadcasts I have witnessed hmm. in the in in the uh, my my search for looking for other TV broadcasts. They're very in your face and confident for an organization that shouldn't be <laughs> in your face. And I honestly, I can't tell if I yeah. like it or not definitively. It's they, really maybe weird. they should keep keep our pictures out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland exactly. broadcast. Exactly. exactly. You let us worry about Sonny Gray. In the in the third time through the order, yeah, he'll be a uh, he'll be a great. Um, where where would he go? 
Well, he already tried the Yankees yeah, once, he, right? He ain't going back to New York. That didn't work out well. No. That was I think a it's, a, it's a perfect fit here. It really is. And he, I guess, all right, there's a, there's a few ways to go off this since, since we're starting with Sonny Gray. Last night was a great instance of something that could happen in a playoff game. And yes. I, I, I don't think the answer can always be stay in the game and finish your game. I think it has to be, I mean, I, I wouldn't have complained at all if Rocco decided, hey, come on, man, like we're almost to 100 pitches. You're, you haven't been the greatest third time through the order the last couple of years. Like that's that's one of those that was very 50-50 for me. I love the human element of, hey, man, we're not just making this decision on a spreadsheet today. We didn't decide this at 2 o'clock. I'm going to look you in the eye, and I want you to tell me. I love I love some of that stuff because these guys are humans, and they need to feel like they're in control. They need to feel confident. And so if you're constantly taking the ball out of their hand in situations where they want to keep going and competing – that's where you start to get some weird chemistry issues. So, you know, and we've criticized the twins for that. On the other hand, if he is on the ropes in a playoff game against a great lineup or something, you have to like that. Those types of decisions are where Rocco doesn't have one of those like earpieces and Falvey's up in the front. Like that's a Rocco decision in that moment, the way he laid it out last night. So, but they're going to run into that. I mean, when they faced the Astros, and I think it was Maeda and Barrios, both gave you five really good innings in back-to-back games, close games. And they had kind of decided three hours before the game, oh, that's it. We're going to go to Cody Stashak or whoever now. Well, so I'm curious to see how they handle that in a in a game two wild card against the Rangers or something. Well, you know? and I, I think what you're alluding to, though, also brings up the question of what have they learned, and I hope it's something, which is, okay, one is, I like going out and asking certain pitchers, Gray qualifies, Lopez qualifies, how they feel. Like, Joe Ryan might lie to your, might lie to your yeah, face. Yeah, and I don't know, I trust Joe. How's your hamstring? How's yeah, your no, groin? It's great. It feels it's great. great. But you just gave up a 500-foot home run. <laughs> ah, I feel good. I feel real good. But um, Lopez and Gray qualify to me as guys who should be talked to as adults, and if they feel that they can get out of a predicament, I'm going to listen. But you just brought up what I think is the most intriguing question, and that, again, is what concerns me. In trying to get a playoff win, is the is the wreckage that's been strewn by the manager and front office and playoff games going to change? Because you just brought up the most important thing, which was Cody Stashek, which is Randy Dobnik starting a game. So, like, beyond will you leave Gray in, let's say you won't. Who are you going to replace him with? Because some of the moves in the playoffs have been, I think I can say this without without being um without it being hyperbole, have been beyond weird, odd, and at times dumb. So if you if you are going to go to your bullpen, you're gonna bring in your best guys. Okay, I sort of get that. In fact, I get that. But what I don't understand is some of the decisions that have been made, you know, both with Dominic starting game two against the Yankees in 2019 and then and then the Astros games, which, by the way, were winnable games. The Twins could have won that series. So what well, have what have you learned there? That's my big question, because if you haven't learned from that, we're going to run into the exact same problems. Well, but but sometimes sometimes they're problems. And I agree with you. Last night, there was a couple things that happened where in the moment I'm sitting there and you know, I'm in my snake draft and I've got my naked tenders and I'm enjoying a good fantasy football draft. And yes. I'm looking at I got I didn't need to know about your naked tenders. Get some sauce on those. You guys aren't in on the naked, the you naked should, tenders. Give them in the sauce. Yeah. You should put some you sauce. dip them in the sauce. You dip them in the sauce. Okay, that's okay. 
I would rather, I'd rather them have some sauce. It just sounded there. weird to me. Uh, naked tenders. Naked tenders. There's got to be some naked tenders fans out there in the oh, I'm sure there are. Audience. Just, uh, okay. Plus, when you're doing a fantasy draft and you're like on your computer, okay, yeah, and stuff, right. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, this I'm, is where I had the I had the advantage last night because <laughs> half the people it's going around. They're like, oh, it's my turn to pick, and I, oh, I gotta like, oh, like wash off my Patrick hands. Every time. He was taking yeah. an hour and a half ago. Oh, oh, I gotta look somewhere else. Meanwhile, Macadac with his clean hands and his naked tenders all day long to prep <laughs> for the so uh, the snake draft. But I'm but I'm watching that thing play out last night. I'm like, wait, why would you this damn Rocco? Why would you pinch hit Kyle Farmer for Ed Julian in this spot? Right. In my mind, it's like, just let your there's there's five or six guys in your lineup. Just let him hit. I don't care about platoon. Keep him in the game. Let him hit. Plus, it might come around later where there's a yes. platoon advantage for your best hitter. Right. Like. Great point. And and if I'm not mistaken, Kyle Farmer hit a nuke out to the warning track. What didn't he hit a. Double. Was that the near home run? Yes. Off the top in of fact, the fence? Ca- in fact, Castro thought it was gone and decided to start jogging, which is why he didn't score. Was it Castro who hit it? or what? No, Castro no, was on the Farmer base hit pass. it. That's right. Castro thought it's gone and just starts to jog and didn't That's score right. because and he started to, yes. to jog. Polanco also hit one off the top of the wall. Mm-hmm. That like was it's a weird, it's a weird, it was a weird game. Weird game. But they have a system where, hey, we're, we are going to go all in on platoon advantages. If we feel like this is a spot, even if Ed Julian is a better overall hitter than Kyle Farmer, we feel like in this situation against this platoon split, lefty versus righty. So I don't know. Part of me fights that because why are you pulling some of your best players out of the game? But sometimes they're right about it. Like last night, Matt Walner gets two plate appearances, draws a walk. He was 0 for 1 with a walk. And then they bring... Uh, the next three plate appearances in place of Matt Walner were Jordan Luplo, who struck out yeah. like a non-competitive at bat. I hated that. Like this is a division on the line season on night season on the line, but like division, you can wrap it up here and you're literally bringing in like a minor league hitter to, to face good pitching. And then Stevenson, who's literally like a 30 year old career minor leaguer. Yeah. And I get it. They're trying to play the platoon splits, but those guys go 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Matt Walner is a first-round pick who's been one of your best hitters, better against righties than lefties, so I understand some of it. I'm fighting some of that where it's like, why is Walner out of the game, regardless of lefty-righty, for two quad-A hitters in a division-on-the-line situation? But it worked with Farmer, and they let Sonny Gray answer the question in the way that he wanted to, so I don't know. We'll see. Okay, part of what concerns me, though, and, and again, they're now seven games up on the Guardians, so, like, they are going to the playoffs. So, like, I'm seeing it now through the prism of what are you going to do to end an 18-game playoff losing streak? And part of what concerns me is this. They are so predictable now in what they do as far as, Phil, what, what you just ta- talked about, which is platoon splits. And, you know, if you bring in if you bring in a southpaw reliever, we're going to go to our right-handed bats. And we don't even care if those, those right-handed bats might not be the equivalent of the guys that we're going to replace. The predictability concerns me a lot because they're going and, – and, again, I this is beyond Baldelli, in my opinion. I, I don't think he's just – in a vacuum down in the dugout. Like, this is a strategic no. decision. Yeah. And what concerns me is getting worked in a playoff game, because I'll go back to this. Those games are going to be won or lost by margins, by small decisions. And it's as simple as this. What was the uh, um, the home game about two weeks ago 
where Julian comes out to hit, gets announced. The opposing team, I forget whom, goes says, okay, cool. We're going to go to a left-handed reliever. Julian then gets lifted and never plays. Like those are the type of things yeah. you're going to have to you got to be smarter than being so predictable that you're going that that your moves are going to be used against you in a regular season game. Okay, it's probably not great, but it might work out fine. In a playoff game, what they did last night, especially with Stevenson and Luplo, is how you lose a game. That's what concerns me against a good team. And, and I'm trying to figure out because, like, Stevenson and Luplo almost certainly aren't going to be on your 26 man wild card roster in a month from now. So, if it, let's say it's, hey, Walner's had two plate appearances against the righty, and now they're bringing in a lefty reliever, and Donnie Barrels is the right handed bat that we're bringing in. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think they need to they need to draw a line where it's like, right. okay, totally all four platoon uh platoon splits driving your decisions within reason. If we're going to replace a first round pick with a 9 uh, an 855 OPS who okay, he's better against righties than lefties for like minor league hitters and then that bat is not available then later on when a right-handed reliever comes back in for the fifth plate appearance we got to draw a line somewhere. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. Like Kyle Farmer's above that line. Donovan Solano's above that line. Certainly, I think both catchers are above that line. Joey Gallo came in to pinch run for uh, well, Vasquez last night and then got to play. Like, like that's where Joey Gallo shouldn't be on the postseason but, roster either. But you just, so so you just, when, when they meet at, at, Two o'clock to like decide the fate of things, right? This is how destiny is going to go because we're going to decide at two o'clock, despite the fact that we can't tell what the game flow is going to be. Um, this is where I would love them to actually consult this show. Joey Gallo. <laughs> Joey Gallo did score. He did he, score. Yeah, yeah, he did. But you know what? That's Stevenson's job. If you're going to have Stevenson or Gallo on on your playoff roster, I'm actually going to keep Stevenson over Gallo, and he's going to pinch run. He's going to be a defensive replacement. Um, he's going to do things like he's not pinch hitting for me unless I absolutely have to. Joey Gallo has become a pinch runner extraordinaire, okay? <laughs> yeah, Stevenson's better at that. Stevenson's yeah. got speed. Stevenson yeah. on first base can steal a base. Like this, this is where I feel like they get over their skis at times and outsmart themselves completely. Like... Do they realize that Joey Gallo becoming almost exclusively a pinch runner is being laughed at? Like nobody's saying, "Have you seen?" Well, they, what but the, they don't care if people are. Have laughing you seen at what them. the Twins are doing? But it's just so dumb. It's but they dumb. don't care. They don't care that it's dumb. Like, I know, but they should because they're going to lose games because they're being dumb. That's the very point. That's the to, point. You're trying to shame them. Do you guys think? Okay. Do you guys think yes or no? Joey Gallo is on this postseason roster. No. I'm, no. I'm very afraid he's going to be. Yes. I don't think he is. I don't think he I is. I hope you guys are right. I hope you guys are right. I don't trust him. It's such an... It's you such guys an, are right. Um, unless, unless you have... Unless Kirilov can't go. I mean, Buxton looks like he can't go, and there's just openings, and okay, well, we need... Well... We need someone, and it's either him or Luplo or something. I mean, would they choose Luplo over Gallo for... A, I don't know. I don't know where their head's at on that front. Kirilov can go. They're just not calling him up yet because they want to see that he can play a bunch of games consecutively without being hurt. They are. I feel like I'm going to pause the show. I'm going to pause the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like your tone is too negative today. Okay. This team has taken two straight against Cleveland. They are now seven games up in the division. Yep. 
They're seven games over 500. Yep. They're actually closer to catching the two seed than losing the division. People are all, oh, my God, are they going to blow the division? They might catch the Mariners for the two seed. They've got three excellent starting pitchers What's at the, the top of, the of their rotation. What's the goal of the show? To win a playoff game. Yes. I'm telling you. And they're going to be in the playoffs. Yes. So what I'm telling you now is I've moved on. I'm trying to win a playoff runs game. Every night. And I'm trying to help them win a playoff game. And the only way to do it is tough love. The only way I feel way like to do you're it, just complaining about things. No, no, feel. no, no. I am seeing it through the prism of the entire reason this show was brought back after a two-year hiatus to win to a playoff bitch game about the twins. and to tell them what they're doing <laughs> wrong so that they can get it right. Everything they do that we basically have told them to do has helped them, and everything. Okay. And everything they do, Sonny Gray being left in was a long time, long time, rightfully so, gripe of this show. They did it last night, and guess what? It worked. Name one thing that we've told them to do that when they've done it has not worked. Because it's common sense. So are you saying that we've been perfect in our assessment? I mean, there is a tweet floating around where I said I would trade Royce Lewis for two years of Frankie Montas. And I would for Otani. Well, right, but then they but then they called up the right guys. Then they started to play the right guys. Then they started, you do it our way, you'll win. I wanted them to dump Gray when these morons, again, these dead-ass twins were doing the wrong things. I'm not going to apologize for the fact that this team has lost 18 consecutive playoff games. I'm not, this is tough love. I will say Judd. yesterday, even I was high stress. I was all, like, a, if, if 10 is playoff Declan in the Astros series, I was at like a six- at points yesterday because they had so many times of runners in scoring position they couldn't come through. But mm-hmm. eventually, they came through. And at the end of the day, they beat the team. They're seven games up, and I'm optimistic about it. I definitely can't come in here and basically bleep on their flowers for having a seven-game lead and having a good chance to finally Cleveland's win Cleveland's not a playoff team. team, though, Dex. We're talking about a playoff but, team. But you should be, team. okay, but okay, but, te- but Texas is a playoff team, and they just took five out of seven over the last two weeks from Texas. And if you they get Texas, I love your chances, but you still have to do the right things. You still have to do the right things. You still have to understand what you're doing. Judd, let's say they did some wrong things, okay? And I'll grant that. I am criticizing some of the things that they've done, too, over the last, even while they've been winning. They have scored. Forget about like the six or seven runs they scored off of a position player. They've scored 21 runs in two games against a Guardians team that's on its last breath. I'm, I agree. They're not the Braves. But like the Guardians are home. It's Francona's last chance. And the Twins have gone in there over the last two days and have stomped them out. Maybe not playing perfect baseball, but I think you're mistaking the goal of the show for being where it is, which is win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And you're putting it up here and saying, no, they need to be the Braves. Well, eventually I think no. that'll be the new goal of the show. No, 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 But no, winning no. a playoff game doesn't require you being perfect in every decision, I, everything not saying, that you do no, for three hours. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm saying you can't be dumb. You can't make dumb decisions. They, they made, look, Rocco made a great one last night. Sonny Gray staying in was the right call. And, and yes, you're right about Farmer... Farmer pinch hitting for Julian actually worked. But then as you brought up, you put Stevenson in and Luplo in. And those are the type of things that lose you a playoff game. Because like you said, you're going to get worked there. You're going to, what you can't have happen is you cannot have, and I don't fault the players here. You can't have the manager and ostensibly to the, the front office get worked by the opposing team. 
I don't think they got worked in that game last night. But do they, you think they got worked? I think that in a playoff game, you could be. Yes, you could be worked. I'm not. Do, looking do you at think? Cleveland. Do you think like that the 2023 Astros are the 1927 Yankees? Like every every team makes decisions that could go either way. I, here's here's the here's my grand takeaway here is that the Twins have destroyed the Guardians two nights in a row, two games where they they had to win to put the division away. Mm-hmm. They've done it. They've won these games by a, a combined, like, 20 runs, and they've created the necessary separation. Positive, positive, positive. Declan and I are, yep, that's exactly what we should have done. And, like, as an aside, I don't know if I would have put Luplo and Stevenson in there. Probably not a decision that I would have made personally. Right. I'm not in love with that. Agreed. That's, the, that's like the footnote to my opinion today. You have come barreling in here and you have said, oh, the footnote is that they won a couple games, I guess. But my biggest takeaway is they're going to get beat 10 to nothing in any no, playoff no, game no. they play you're not because they put to me. Luplo in. You're no, not listening to me. I'm saying you're going to win a playoff game 3-2 to two and you are going to get. And what they did last night with Luplo and Stevenson in particular, those are the small things that cost you in a playoff game. Did it cost them I, my last God, night? My God, the Houston game. I mean, do you guys recall that? 2020? Yes, it, but it happened. It happened three years ago. I know. Have you it. learned? Have you learned anything? We'll fi- if you have, you, awesome. And you'll have you slept in out. three years? Yeah, and, 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 and we'll I'm figure just saying. out. You're gonna make you're gonna make but chess hey. moves in a playoff game that are gonna win and lose you the game. Yep. That's that's just going to happen. It's good. That's gonna happen in life. You're gonna try to make a shot in golf that you probably shouldn't make, but you have to go for it because you have to make that shot. Yep. It's going to happen in a playoff game where they're going to have to sub in a lefty because well, a lefty's in or put in a righty. But you don't lefty. have to. You have to. Th- you have to consider what's. Go- you have to consider the in- entirety of the game. And if this is going to be your attitude, then I don't want to hear you complain when it happens. I am. Wa- I am sounding the alarm. I'm sounding why the alarm are you now. Sounding why? The alarm? Because we want them to end the 18-game playoff losing streak. That's I think why. You need to just like Judd needs. A, Judd needs a drink. That's <laughs> why I'm drinking coffee right now. When Judd says depends on how they win it, this it is does. what he means. Yes, this is this is clearly for dumb. wrong or right reasons. This is what Judd means. I was, okay. So so if they so on um, so you're saying listen. If they make a dumb, and I agree with Jack, there's there's going to be you know 15 chess moves that you might need to make in a game. You're not going to go 15 for 15. Agree. I'm, I guess in terms of results, you're certainly not going to agree. Even like process, sometimes we play the result and say, well, Farmer. I think process wise, Farmer for Julian. I I don't know if I would have done it, but I see the I see the process logic. You're not going to be perfect in your decision making. Baseball is full of imperfections. The best hitters are getting out you know 70 percent of the time. Agreed. So. I just think, man, like you're just like you. I, I think you have like PTSD, rightfully so, and I do a little bit too. But dude, this is a Royce Lewis again last night is getting on base. Oh, the God, old Polanco yeah. is back. I told you I'm there on, are on so Royce. many. There are yes, so, but there, there are so many things that are different than two months ago, than yes. a year ago, two years ago, even from four years ago with this team. That I I think the the good things that they've been able to add the last couple months yep. overshadows like some of the weird uh, spreadsheet-driven decisions that they make. That's where I'm at with And I think the players, look, I, I agree. I told you, Royce Lewis changes how I feel about this entire team. Like, when I watch him play, when I, when I watch what he brings, even when he gets out, he is a, he is a positive. Um, what I'm telling you, though, is we have now seen with Rocco and Falvey together, we have now seen, if I'm not mistaken, five consecutive playoff defeats, correct? We have seen five uh, consecutive six, six, six. Uh, wild wild card Yankees. 
No, uh, two two gamer against well, the Stros and a, th- the wild and a three card was gamer. Paul. Oh, with with Rocco. Okay, with Rocco That's and Falvey. I am um, look what the team is doing. The players are doing. I think is outstanding. What I am concerned about is the people that don't play the game are going to get in the way. That's what I'm saying. So you I am. I, I am all on board. Ground. I'm all on board the train here, and I'm. You know what? I think Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, even if they don't have their best starts, are going to give you uh, what I would call bulldog efforts. Okay. So, yeah. So that's my. So my whole thing is the PTSD of bad decisions. I understand so we, you're not going to go 15 for 15. You, you we've are. got some common ground here. I feel like, which is. They got some pretty good players here. Yep. Pretty good, pretty good framework here. Better than it was three months ago. Yes. Let's lean a little more toward let the players play. Let yeah. the players play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And a little less toward tinkering. Okay. I feel like I feel like you almost had an aneurysm though. Like after an eight to three division ending win there, like ten minute ten minutes ago. I mean, you were shouting. You were you were old man. You were Abe Simpson yelling at clouds. Me yelling. At oh, I'm not yelling there. at clouds. I'm yelling at Rocco <laughs> and Derek, and I'm telling them do your job, and that means get out of the way, get out <laughs> of the way. I am. I was worked up. If the goal is to win a playoff game, part of why I'm upset is I've seen enough now. Where I, I'm with with uh, you and Phil Declan, like this team now with its current structure, with the Kitty Core being up is a very different feeling team and I want them to be given a chance in a playoff game to actually win at least one and if you play Texas it's my opinion that you should win the series I was told uh, so I'm a, I'm a sleep talker big time sleep talker in my sleep I I babble I I say a lot of things apparently on Monday night my fiance told me in the middle of my sleep I said the words, Judd, I need you to listen to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Judd, I Dad, need you to listen, listen to, me. to me. Dad, listen to me. I, need you to listen I wonder what the Dad, I wonder what the context of the dream was. Probably either pent up twins frustration or microphone problems. Like, or yeah, you know what? Probably computer <laughs> it's probably mic mic <laughs> and computer problems. There's, she was I like, what do you think that was like in was regards right. to? I was like, there is a lot on the table that that could have been in regards to. I, I guarantee you it's microphone problems. Because you've told you know, me uh, God, listen to me a thousand times. You gotta listen to this. Here's one other thing we can agree on. Okay. If the twins do finally win their first playoff game in almost twenty years, we're gonna celebrate at Burger Press in Edina. <laughs> We're going to cheers some of the best burgers in the Twin Cities. So Burger Press and Edina, just off 494 on France Avenue, is owned and operates an independent burger shop, owned and operated by Minnesota sports fans who are Score North fans. Amazing burgers, Nathan's Hot Dogs. On the YouTube channel, you're seeing exclusive footage of a Score North lunch. Yes, this is a high-caliber production here. Those crinkle-cut fries, mm. Fantastic. They also have awesome wings, crispy chicken sandwiches, shawarma bowls, which are fantastic. Off 494 and France Avenue, Burger Press in Edina. Uh, also, hey, there are home games remaining here. If you want to go and nitpick the twins like Judd is going to over the <laughs> next the few weeks. Mets coming in. Meet, meet the Judd Mets. can put his, Met, his Mets hat on. Twins.com slash tickets. Twins.com slash tickets if you want to see Royce Lewis hitting grand slams all over the ballpark. He's got uh, three grand slams in the last week and a half. 
Tickets are available for upcoming home games here in September. Uh, I'm guessing that there's going to be a lot more people in the ballpark here as they get closer to October as well. So twins.com slash tickets. All right, boys, it's time for us to get on the same page here, work as a team, and try and knock out the Immaculate Grid Challenge. All right. It's been take, taking the show by storm here. So Judd's going to hate it. Um, uh, uh, the all-star category is kind of And the Rockies, but the Rockies, yeah, that, it, it's fine. It's stolen fine. bases? You okay with stolen bases? Um, well, we're going to find out. You know what? You, way more than gold gloves. I like stolen bases. Way more than gold I like gloves. Bases I don't like too. gold gloves and silver sluggers. I'm not a huge fan of those. Stolen bases are absolutely fine. I agree completely. So here's here's what we're looking for. We're, going, we're trying to go nine for nine. Ooh, uh, I think we've like for for us to get a rarity score below fifty when you add up all the percentages is really good. So if we if we go down that path, maybe we can uh, flirt with a good rarity score. But we're looking to go nine for nine here. A pirate who was an Astro, a pirate who was a Rocky, and a pirate who stole thirty bases in a season. A ranger who was an Astro, a ranger who was a Rocky, and a ranger who stole 30 in a season. And then we're looking for an Astro who was an All-Star, a Rocky who was an All-Star, and a 30 stolen base season player who was also an All-Star, which is probably like the easiest box on here. Uh, so I'll put, uh, I'll put six minutes on the clock here. It's just our own parameter to keep us in line. And off we go. Rocky who was a pirate is Justin Morneau. Yeah. Can we do this with all twins? No. I probably can't. That's a really good one. Seven. Seven yeah, percent. I'm going to try and think of twins here. Uh, Astro, who was an all-star, Ryan Presley, if we want to go twins, right? Uh, yeah. That or I was... Was he an all-star? Uh, yeah. Well... Who else are you going to say, Declan? I was going to go a little rarer when the Astros were bad ten years ago and Michael Bourne. We can... The stolen bases thing... We can't, we can't use him for steals. But he was, was Michael Bourne an all? He's an all star. Pretty sure he was an all star. So like their their solo representative in a really bad like team, a, like a bad those bad Astros yeah, teams guys, from like oh nine to twelve. I'll defer to you guys on these. I know he was he was one of the shining stolen base beacons. I don't remember him being on an all star team. So or, I would or that huge power hitter they had that they signed that was just terrible. All he did was hit bombs and singles and like two John times. Singleton. Yeah, was he an all star no. for them? However, no, he was not an all. He's also back there now. Uh, I mean, there's so many. I mean, I mean, if we want to start, yeah, just to, well, <clears throat> if you if you're confident on Bourne, let's do Bourne because that's going to be a low one. <laughs> Point five. Nice. nice, 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 nice. Okay, Rocky All Stars. I mean, there's the obvious like the Gal- we've used Galarraga a couple times. Yeah, uh, the Car- Larry Walker, Dante Bichette, Cargo, uh, Tulo, Todd Helton, Helton, Ubaldo Jimenez. Baldo Jimenez for sure was an All Star. One at year one point. was really good, and that was it. I'm trying um, to think of like because they they've sent someone every year, even in coming with oh, what about Vinny Castilla? Oh, and Dante Bichette, right? Dante Bichette, Dante Bichette. He, those guys are old school Rockies. Yeah, that's a good. I love Vinny Castilla. He he was a Vinny brave. Castilla. Castilla. Yeah, you're there good. He is. There you go, Vinny Castilla. One, two, three. Yep. Three. Three nice. percent. He was a brave for a while. I owned him on my rotisserie baseball uh, team. Who's an obscure 30 yeah. steel guy that also made an all-star game? So obvious ones are like... Besides like, Bourne, who we just... But that we're, we're good with Bourne at the point five. Like yeah. Barry Bonds was was a big one, but um, even did Knobloch? 
Did Knobloch ever steal 30? Yeah, he stole 47, yeah. I think. And he made all-star games. Yep. That's a great one. Right? That's a great one. Yep. Jack Knobloch. Point three. Point three. Point three. Nice. The disrespect. Nice, the nice. disrespect. Uh, did, um, was it, uh, uh, not Barry, Bobby. Wasn't Bobby Bonds also a stealer? Did he play for the Pirates? But he didn't play for the Pirates. He didn't play for the, he didn't play for the no. Pirates. Try try this one. Try Omar Marino. Do you guys remember him? No, that's before my time. Okay, and I think the Texas one, Mickey Rivers actually went from the Yankees. Mickey Rivers. He went from the Angels to the Yankees to the Rangers, and he, he was a big-time runner. Niger Morgan's another one. Oh, that's a good one. I think he stole 30 with the Pirates. I know he played for the Pirates. And he stole a lot of bases. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mickey was stole okay. thirty for the for the for no for Texas. So it, for Texas, yeah. So if that's right for Texas, then we could go Mickey who Mickey Rivers, Mick Mickey Quick. Rivers. Okay, Mick the Quick. I mean, he had to have stolen. If he's Mick the Quick, uh, he had to. Have... No, no. no! I'm. I'm Oh my god! I'd like to apologize. I think, I think that's like, the first time I, I've steered you wrong. I, I think like Elvis Andrews or Ian Kinsler probably would have just been. Oh boy! Fine. I'd like to apologize. I thought for sure he got to thirty. Uh, in the How does that feel? I've done that it, to it us about ba- five you know, it, times. It feels bad, but you know Do what? I try you Bob gotta, Feller. You, Bob Feller. You've got to put your uh, pants back on, and uh, let's try Niger Morgan. Just since we're you know, just now, we're just dicking around. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. No. Nope. So we both would have. Judd and I both would have. We're both, both wrong. I'd like wrong to apologize. There. I'd like to apologize mm-hmm. to the fans out there. I let you down, most All importantly. Right, now, Declan has a minute and a half to just guess freely without. We have three guesses. With no regret. It's, it's, it's no rude, remorse. So just show us up Mickey here, Rivers, Dex. How could you And Elvis like Andrews is the odd. We're trying to get too cute. Kinsler and Andrews. Yeah, it's, but they're 24%. We had a rarity score yeah. going. I think that's where we. I don't really feel that bad right now. You know what? I mean, Roberto Clemente. Was it? That's another oh, obvious one, though. McCutcheon for sure. But again, these are like yeah, these huge. ruin the rare. These ruin the rarity score. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. huge. Oh, wrong guesses, though. Um, oh boy, that was a shot at us, Phil. Well, I, it's happened to me. Yeah. I'm comfortable taking shots at the rarity score when Nolan we start. Ryan. When we start with ten percent in our first four guesses, we got to go. He's got one guess left. I mean, Nolan Ryan is yeah, the. You want, if you want to jack up the rarity one. score, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, who cares at this point? All right, so there it is. You know what? We did get too cute, but I, I'm with you. I like st- I stand by the process. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Like like the kin like the Kinsler Andrews. Those guys are going to be too more high. processing. Yeah. All right. Who who are some of the? Oh boy. Scroll down here. That yeah, is such an easy one. A lot of God, such an easy one too. Nolan Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Oh Connor Joe. I would not. Yeah, Elvis Andrews and see that's the thing. It's like Andrews and Kinsler would, yeah. were just going to destroy the rarity score. Texas doesn't have historically. I don't think a lot of stolen base guys. Like they've like in the nineties, it was a bunch of power hitters. Like yeah. did Rusty Greer ever steal thirty? Let's look uh, that up. So on the list here, Elvis Andrews, um, Ian Kinsler he played center. Oh, for Alfonso them. Soriano, that would have been a good one. Otis Nixon, Juan Fr- uh, Julio Franco, mm. Uh, mm, Cecil Julio Espy. Franco. That's who. Mickey Rivers. That the Rangers have only had 17 30 stolen base guys in their history. That's and that goes back oh, wow. to like So Bobby Bonds did do it with Texas. With okay. Texas. But not, Texas. Yeah. Cuz he didn't play with oh, Pitt, he yeah, did not okay. play with Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, that's Andrews. disappointing. 
All right. Well, we tried. We came. We'll be back. We saw. We failed. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Mickey Rivers in 1975 with the Angels stole 70 freaking bases, but with Texas, yeah, he wasn't even close. Damn. <sighs> I I am sorry. It's a, I, it happens all. I started. I started that downward trend, and I'm like. The problem is like you know you're kind of. And we need this from you. You're kind of on an island when you go, but we have to go old school to be obscure. So we're yeah, out on yeah. it because well, I can't we start like, to verify go, your work on some of these. Yeah. So once we start to go with, um, go after a rarity score, you're right. Did you, by the way, tough. see that that guy who mocked us, but it was sort of funny with the with the grid oh, on no. the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, but he's he's cheating though. Like that guy he doesn't cheating. know. He's not. He doesn't know like. 1890s players. It's just fun off the back of his hand. I mean, Napla Joy is so Napla Joy Nap was a cup, right? Yeah, yeah. My, a a, no, he he was an A and a Philly, I believe. A buddy of mine at, a, at okay. his at his house like two weekends ago. We had a couple drinks and we just played it for a second time, but we just like looked up the most rare people we can get and we got a rarity score to one. We, yeah, we it, we just like how, let's just see right. what what this comes out to be, and we literally got a one rarity score. Nice. Well, we'll uh, review the film. We'll get better tomorrow, and uh, easily we'll see correctable, what, Phil. We'll see. We'll see Judd's list of things that go wrong in today's Twins game, even if they do win wrong. ten to one. I don't think they'll go wrong. I'm looking Afternoon for Guardians. I am looking for things to correct. We call it correction <laughs> period. I'm a football guy by nature. That's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, hey, score our Twin Show. It's back. We're ready for the rest of September into October here. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you guys could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple or Spotify, if that's where you listen. And we'll see you guys probably again tomorrow here on the show.